What's up there, youth workers? Paul Turner here from thediscipleproject.net. It's October. It's Pastor Appreciation Month. And I want to tell you right off the bat, I appreciate you. And I hope that your church is going to appreciate you too. And I'm not talking about just like a, a word from the pulpit. I, like, I hope they bless you good. I hope they, you know, put, some, put something in your bank account. You know what I'm saying? Because you're working hard out there. I know you are. If you're brand new to the podcast, I want to welcome you in today. Thank you for taking a chance, clicking that play button. And I hope that you are enjoying what you're listening to. If you're regular, as always, I appreciate your time and your attention because you're busy. You got things to do. But if you have this playing in the background or you got it playing in your car or maybe you're out on a jog or maybe you're just sitting in your office chilling, drinking some coffee and listening, that's cool too. And whether you're a regular or a brand new listener, go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet and you'll get notified when I upload an episode. You don't want to miss an episode, do you? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of hitting my stride here after two, 200 episodes. I, I feel like I'm, I'm feel like I, I, don't, I feel like I'm still climbing. I don't feel like I've peaked yet. I think I get maybe 400 episodes and maybe I'll peak then, but click that subscribe button and you won't miss any of those 400 episodes I'm going to do. So, and because this is Pastor Appreciation Month, I don't feel like I've given you guys enough appreciation. So I'm bringing back the motion metrics. That's right. The motion metrics where I tell you who are my top listeners, where are you listening from, the top cities, and also the top countries. So let's jump into it. Top listeners is Illa Step and Gabriel Boggs. Thanks guys. Appreciate you guys listening. Top cities, Boardman, North Carolina, has like 222 listens. Who is, where is this happening, folks? How many people, how many youth pastors are in Boardman, North Carolina that are listening? You need to hit me up and tell me who you are. There's 222 listens. That's crazy. Also, shout out to Norton, Mass, Norton, Massachusetts. Good to hear from you guys. Glad that you're out there listening to the podcast. And finally, shout out to Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. That's two cities from North Carolina. What do you know? Must be some great youth pastors out there in North Carolina. All right. And top countries, top countries, USA. Well done, USA. 450 listens there from the United States. Slovenia. What's up, Slovenia? God bless the work you're doing out there with young people in Slovenia. And also Germany. Shout out to Germany. Germany, thanks for doing good youth ministry out there. But no matter what city you're in, I want to thank you for listening. But be sure to go ahead and pass this around. Maybe your city will get mentioned right here on the podcast. If you get enough listens around the area, go ahead and spread the word. All right. Well, in our last episode, I shared a resource with you. I have a brand new series out called The Process. And I talked a little bit about that, but I really sense to go a little bit deeper with that and break down each part of that for you. Now, I know that if you're listening, you're probably a youth pastor and you're thinking to yourself, well, Paul, I want to use this with my youth group. But before we do that, before we say, look, I'm going to grab some resources or grab some thoughts and ideas, and then I'm going to grab that and throw it on my kids. Let's take some time to kind of process that ourselves. Let's go ahead and walk through these pieces and parts of the series and see how you are being discipled, because that's key. If you're not being discipled well, or you're not understanding your own discipleship process well, it's hard to pass that along. Yes, you can give information, but you can't give illustration 
or show transformation to your students. Now, before we jump into this first part of the process, which is the fire, I want to let you know that you can get the first lesson of this four-part series, which is the fire. You can get that by simply signing up for my newsletter. I'll put a link down in the show notes and you will get the full lesson. It comes with all the graphics. It comes with the slides. It comes with social stuff. It comes with game idea, wrap-up ideas, all that kind of good stuff. So if you are interested in that, you can grab this first lesson. Just go ahead and sign up for my newsletter and it will be delivered to you. So like I said, let's go ahead and talk about discipleship from the youth pastor's point of view, because as a youth pastor, and especially in my earlier days, I don't feel like I went through a very good discipleship process as an adult. I think you get far more attention as a child, as a student, but when you're an adult, there are people who are not necessarily investing in your life the way people did when you were 14, 15, 16 years old. And you've, it's just part of the deal when you're going, well, why, I'm here trying to figure this out. Why is nobody helping me now? And that was my expectation of the pastors I served. I thought their role and responsibility was to continue to disciple me, yet they did not do that. They were my bosses, but they weren't super interested in the whole sit down, get coffee, invest in your life kind of thing. It was all kind of really based around productivity or results or those kind of things. And I believe it is a pastor's calling to make disciples. The process of discipleship is varied, but usually involves classes, books, small groups, missions and outreach opportunities, and relationships. And that last one is super important. That's oftentimes the one that is missing. Yes, we have lots of classes. We have lots of resources. You have this podcast. You have books, you have TikTok videos, you have Instagram reels, you have all these things coming at you. But if it's not, if there's no relationship there, if nobody is speaking into your life, if nobody is sitting down having that talk with you, if nobody's telling you that they love you and that you're doing a great job and you're, you know, they want to, or, or correcting you or, or, you know, speaking into your life in some way, well, then all the classes and all the stuff, what I call the outer core of discipleship, isn't going to do very much. It may change your behavior for a little while, but it's not going to do the transformation part in your soul. It's not going to do that part, which which changes your outlook on everything because somebody did speak in your life. A class, You can feel all alone by yourself in a class. You can feel very distant, even on a mission trip. Yes, you'll experience all those things in a small group and other things, but man, relationship is the key. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the inner core of discipleship. And I want you to take some time to examine your own discipleship path in light of the inner core elements, which is uh, which is kind of what this series is about, is these inner core things that God is doing and using that you may not even know that he's using as part of your discipleship process. So the first part and the first element of this inner core process is the fire. You know, so many people fall away from their faith when their expectations are not met or when life gets too hard. They feel like God has left them or that his commands are too restrictive. Trials and trouble are not going anywhere. So it's best for you to know that they are going to continue to shape you even in a church environment. Although most of the examples of trials and trouble in the New Testament focus on persecution, and you might experience some of this, not to the extent that the early church did um, yet, but in addition to uh, the trials and troubles, things like 
death, sickness, relationship, or family problems are in addition to the things that youth pastors go through at the hands of believers, and I put those in quotes, sinners have never treated me as poorly as believers have. Yes, I've been mocked, but sinners have never tried to make my life miserable the way Christians have, and I put those in quotations as well. But I've had to look at all of these, all these trials and tribulations that you and I have faced and are still facing as youth pastors is part of the fire that we go through as ministers because the blacksmith, God, lays us in that fire to heat us up, to make us malleable, to put us under the hammer of the blacksmith to be shaped by him. Because without fire, there is no change. There is no character development in scripture without the trial. I mean, look at scripture without the fire of the whale. There is no Jonah without the fire of betrayal, slavery, and imprisonment. There is no Joseph without murder in the 40 years in the wilderness. There is no Moses without the fire. There is no you without fire. There is no me. I remember most every harsh word and incident that has happened to me in the church. Listen, they're forgiven. It's just not forgotten. They have heated my heart up where God could shape me. I wish I could be shaped without the fire, but change cannot happen without it. So what kind of fire are you in right now? Is a parent giving you a hard time? Are you having trouble attracting students? Is your pastor being a jerk? This is the fire of youth work, and you must enter it and endure it for a season so that God can shape you for what's next, your purpose, not success, but the work that he has prepared in advance for all of us to do. If you don't understand the purpose in the fire of everyday troubles or the troubles of youth ministry, How will you know how to handle the fire for following Jesus? Understanding the fire and the God behind it is the beginning of wisdom. So ask yourself, what am I going through right now that I just, that that is making my heart grow cold rather than allowing that trial to heat you up and drive you to the presence of God and drive you into his arms and drive you into that place where you are so willing to be changed. Rather than get bitter, rather than get hard, you move in and say, Lord, I'm going to let this thing heat me up. I'm going to let this trouble that I'm going through in the church heat me up to the point where you can shape me. For that is the purpose of trials. That is how you redeem the trials you are going through now, knowing knowing that God is doing a work in your life, knowing that God is not going to leave you, not going to forsake you, that you are still in the discipleship process. The fire of trial and tribulation is God's way of perfecting our faith, even in the midst of the people whom we're supposed to serve who are doing us harm. God is shaping us in the midst of that fire. So I would encourage you, take some time, pray through it, and start looking at what you're going through right now and say, Lord, how are you using this to shape me? Where is my heart leaning to? Is it leaning in to be shaped or is it leaning more towards being brittle and being hard and being obstinate and unwilling to change or unwilling to be shaped? My hope is that you're leaning into it and that God is doing a great work in your heart so that when you do stand before your students, you're able to share from your experience and from your perspective. You're saying, look, don't run away from these trials and tribulations. Sometimes you got to go through them because you are made 
in the process. And that is it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. I hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, why not leave some stars and a review wherever you're listening to this podcast at and give it a shout out so it can be found by others just like you, other youth workers who are looking for this kind of information, this kind of content that's going to strengthen their life and strengthen their walk and strengthen their ministry. Go ahead and leave that review and encourage somebody to listen. And if this episode touched your heart, feel free to send me a text. Just shoot me a text to 205-260-7229. That is my actual phone number. I will get your text. I'll be happy to pray for you. If you say, I'm going through a trial, pray for me. Or maybe you just want to make a comment about the show today. I'd be happy to hear from you. So tune in next time when we talk about the next part of the process, which is the hammer. And I hope that you'll join me for that. So I'll catch you guys in the next episode.